Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Stipulation was to have a diamond ring. Page and MJF are too right to focus on their stars. I don't care about the fucking blog portion of it. So, moving forward, Chris Jericho's major announcement. AEW World Champion Chris Jericho took the squirt circle from the Man of Silence. Okay. <laughs> World Champions music. Okay. So Scorpio Sky challenged Chris Jericho. Okay, that's why I fell asleep. Um, Jericho and Hager beat up Sky. Blah, blah, blah. Jurassic Express at the ring, which is source and no faction. It's going forward. Da, da, da. Um, 
So Scorpio Sky is receiving an opportunity next week on AEW Dynamite. I'm trying to just read this and just not fall asleep, but okay. They're like, how can you? That's blasphemy. We're not going to get or center the titles around the owner's waist. Well, Jericho owns some part of AEW, you know, doesn't he? He has some part of responsibility for it. Um, right off the shoot, man, whatever created opportunities for Scorpio Sky, that's awesome. So, Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon. Hmm. Luchasaurus, you know, it was a very back-and-forth match. So, I guess some part of Dynamite was interesting. Okay. Santana and Ortiz, private party next week. By the way, the graphics are very similar to NXT or movie posters, which, you know, is not a bad thing, but private party looks a lot like Street Profits. So, hmm. Private party beat Ortiz and Santana. Go figure, because the fans like flippy, flippy shit. You must appease the fans. Darby Allen versus Moxley. Holy fucking balls. These two... Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so out of a stunner came a sidewalk slam. Okay. Moxley beat Allen, so he had the paradigm shift. So basically, double arm under his DDT. Voila, one, two, three. All right, cool. Not relatively the first homegrown star. What the fuck? Who the fuck is writing this blog? Okay. That was AEW. Ladies and gents. I did watch the matches. I just fell asleep in between some of them because I had a nice hard day at work. And when you work hard, look what... Look what happens. I have to read from results. He was shown which I don't really have interest in. Because in a mere few years, give or take, it would be the least favored. Some may say, oh, well, you're strictly WWE. No, look. I like the fact that Chris Jericho is giving opportunities to other dudes. I think it's cool to... Share the wealth, if you will. I did see Phoenix's match with Jackson, and I think, actually, I know that the Jacksons are much better suited for tag team action than they are solo. Did they give you a show? Yes. Were people entertained? Sure. The 12-man battle royal had its moments, but honestly, folks, that is their fifth or sixth battle royal and it feels like the independence, but elevated. As far as, like, entertainment value goes, I really, at this point, don't know what to say about AEW. Actually, I do know what to say about AEW. That's a bold-faced fucking lie. We're not going to be WWE-saturated. And this has nothing to do with tonight's show, Dynamite. Contradictory statements, gentlemen. This has nothing to do with us, and we're not gonna we're gonna give people opportunities so that half of that statement is correct. It was said by Chris Jericho. Nothing, you know. When was you know what was the turning point in WWE for you when you made your comeback to WWE? He said it was Kevin Owens and him should have feuded a lot longer. They should have, you know, done a more diverse spot, and I agree with Chris on that. Now fast forward to the statement that read by Cody Rhodes, we are not WWE saturated. We don't want to be oversaturated with WWE talent. There is a plethora of WWE people, former WWE superstars, and or on your active roster, and that includes Jav, Awesome Kong, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Dustin Rhodes, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson. 
And these are behind the scenes fuckers. Billy Gunn. How the fuck is that not oversaturated? Sean Spears. Sean Moxley. Britt Baker. That's just to name off a few. Oversaturated would mean 20 to 25 people. You already have 12 to 14. Isn't that saturating your fucking roster with WWE talent? And for those of you trying to point out that Private Party is more entertaining than Street Profits, it's literally the same team. The only difference is one looks like wrestlers, the other looks like bums you picked off the fucking street. Private Party. Even Jim Ross has stated they're good, talented workers. They don't need to do all that high-flying shit because there's more to wrestling than, you know, their high-flying ability. There's got to be ground and pound. There's got to be a story told, plain and simple. And AEW does tell a story, all right, folks. It's pretty much the same match every week. Outside the ring, inside the ring. Throw against the guardrails. Or Irish whip against the guardrails. You know, she's the move on the top of the turnbuckle tonight with Moxley and Darby Allen. I'm so negative. Look, I've noticed some things that really, at this point, so the title's around whose waist? We're talking about AEW World Heavyweight. That's Chris Jericho. Does Cody have a championship? No. Does Dustin? No. Um, the AEW Tag Team Championship that's held by Scorpio Sky and I don't know who else but some of these cats look like wrestlers others on on the roster they have muscles and they have uh, definite entertaining skills for the audience or I don't know they're the number one demographic in ratings on TNT from the age of 18 to 49. Color me not impressed by some of them, like Orange Cassidy. It was nothing but a ripoff of Flash Morgan Webster, but he's the American hipster version of it. And he puts his hands in his pockets and he flies. With his hands in his pockets and does really cool shit. Am I razzing on him and also complimenting him? Yeah. Kind of odd, isn't it? But there's certain things that fucking irritate me about AEW. Their production. Hmm. The name. Dynamite. Nitro. An ode to Cody's and Dustin's father. The name. The title of their show. The wrestlers, some of them formerly from Lucha Underground, some of them that have been in the business for 15 plus years, like Kenny Omega, Awesome Kong, Jazz, Taya, I'm naming the main ones, I know, Kishura Kita, Britt Baker has experience of over almost nine years, so it's not that they're inexperienced, it's just the stories, okay, I'm just going to come out right and say it. AEW's women's division. Where are you? Do you exist? Because for the last, well, every single week since October, there's been women's tag matches that made no fucking sense that went nowhere. Um, Is this bashing it? Yeah, kind of. Actually, it's telling it like it is. AEW basically essentially is good because it's competition. Um, they get away with saying a lot of shit that you're not supposed to say on TV. I don't give a damn about that end. Darby Allen versus Moxley. Not bad. Um, the tag team match. Again, private party. Looks like two guys that you just plucked from House of Glory, which he did. But um, they do not look like wrestlers. They look like regular Joe Schmoes. And I know I should be saving this for off the rails, 
portion. But I figure I'd start the party early. Because I like to talk about the negative first, first and foremost, actually the real. That sounds a lot better. And uh, get things off my chest. Like, amazing. Give other guys championship opportunity. But when you ask a fan on the street that's not a mainstream, you know, holy shit, I mark out over this shit type of fan, just ask a casual person on the street, what is AEW? Some might say all elite, or they might not even know that that's what that stands for. They're a major company making money. A major wrestling company making money. Um, if I asked you who Chris Jericho was, some people may know. Some people may not. It's the same thing if I asked who, who Terry Funk was or if I asked a regular person who knew Jack was. It's the same fucking effect. They know of, some people do, but some people, when it comes to AEW, are going to say, oh, not wrestling thing. What is that? It's because, okay, I can say something, dude, because I actually did watch their programming tonight because I flipped back and forth. And I rewatched the episode before I called in, which is why I was a little bit late, folks. But I can say something because I've watched both NXT and have watched AEW. I guarantee you they're going to say, well, at one point, you know, folks, NXT was 9,000 viewers away from matching AEW, so it's not like one side has the advantage over the other. It's just I've noticed some subtle differences. Like, where I asked, where is AEW's wrestlers roster, or rest of their roster? So Billy Gunn was showcased, you had Jungle Boy, you had Sunny Kiss, which that character is fun-loving and comedic. But, you know, it can also work. Just throwing that out there. I don't take an objectifying view of uh, AEWY. I've seen this, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt type thing. Uh, that was called WCW. Now there's subtle differences. They don't do all their spectaculars or their awesomeness or showcase their talent or have results that fans want right away. They They like to tease it. Until their pay-per-views, which pay $49 for. Some say it's worth the pay. Others say I'd rather take a shot at maybe Fight Network. They don't have an app. They're just connected to certain apps. Fight Network and Bleacher Report Live. Not anything. It doesn't cost anything to download the apps, but paying $50 for a pay-per-view... It feels so old school. I haven't, but now we have phones and debit cards that can play online with. I watched Full Gear and was unimpressed by certain things. One, it's amazing how Moxley survived. Two, um, that match really stood out to me as far as holy fuck. Omega always has to do most outlandish things, and what makes it worse is, you know, you have uh, a dude that I really think is still cool, but at the same fucking time, um, having death matches shortens your fucking career, but Moxley has like a zillion lives, so it's not like he's going anywhere anytime soon. I just didn't really, I wasn't for 41 minutes, for 41 minutes, so there wasn't even... It didn't have to be a fucking lockup, dude. Not every match. I mean, you can, but in a death match, nah. Kind of unnecessary. I didn't. In other words, folks, I think AEW is great for competition, but I really don't see them going past three or four years. Prove me wrong. Prove everyone wrong. But I just, they're not. There's some parts of me that believe they are not the material for wrestling which you need. You only got Jericho and Rhodes pushing that thing along. The women's division is lagging and the improvement of 
showcasing your talent is showing them through a battle royal. Okay. And somehow Bleacher Report gave that an A. Yay. To each their own, as the old famous fucking saying goes. But now, folks, I'm going to try a little different formula here. Seeing as how I do not own the right to a certain song, um, I'm going to try it just for one night. We're going to switch back to the old school off the rails uncensored. I do not own the right to this person's entrance theme. ESD Jim Johnson. WE Music. CM Punk. Song title. Actually, Cult of Personality by Living Color. I do not own the rights to their record or their song or likeness thereof. All rights reserved, so uh, we're kicking it old school just for tonight, just to see, you know, if this thing, ah, fuck it, I'll get right to the straight fucking point. If you have any small children, the following content has expletive language, off the rails uncensored, was a copyrighted show that was coined in 2016, March 7, 2016. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of the title, off the rails and censored, is punishable by law and will be you will be fined forty five dollars for every use of the term or phrase or title off the rails and censored. Oh, quick advertisement. If you want to make yourself become a professional in this world and just ragnar up this craziness called professional wrestling, invest in yourself, visit www.monsterfactory.org Do not email the office There's a perfectly good number On the website itself And if you haven't checked out Monster Factory May I suggest or recommend That you check out their Documentary As some of the students And also world famous Trainer, head coach And owner of Monster Factory Danny Cage that man is amazing. He is awesome. Check it out at monsterfactory.org. Again, do not email the office. Just call that number around whatever time is it good. Okay, because you don't want to press it too much, but invest in yourself and make those dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, announcer, ring announcer, whatever you want come true. Trust me, folks. The mold works. Look at Steve Cutler, Matt Riddle, Carl Anderson. The list goes on, folks, and Monster Factory famous grabs, King Kong Bundy, Pretty Boy Larry Sharp, so on and so forth. All right, enough of the jibber-jabber. Let's kick it old school, shall we? Hit my fucking music, monkeys. Dig it. Okay, so let's compare and contrast NXT with AEW. Sure, the night started off with a promo, so this is three promos in a row for Becky Lynch. Rhea Ripley interrupts. They have a match. She gave an open challenge to Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. And Rhea Ripley ended up in a no contest because Shayna Baszler, Jasmine Duke, and Maria Shafir. And then, on top of that, Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley stood her ground. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a cool way to start off the show. Am I being biased? I just am telling you what I saw. I told you what I saw on AEW Dynamite. Since I flipped back and forth and then rewatched the whole thing all together. Some good moments and bad moments. Um, so... Tonight from Full Sail University, 
That was, you know, an insane ladder match. But, um, again, it said Triple H opened the doors for Raw and SmackDown Live, you know, before Survivor Series to get some comeuppance. Whatever. Um, not me to click on that. I just want to go on order, folks, so that I don't confuse you all. Well, it said Becky Lynch. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. I don't know. That was a pretty good pace match. Results, no contest. Whoopsie-doo. Um, that, okay. So, all right. Matt, it was supposed to be Kona Reeves. But then Matt Riddle, you know, Ricochet, you know, hey, these two used to be buds. There's a lot of back and forth between Ricochet and Matt Riddle at one point, you know, NXT buds, now Mortal Enemies. So Matt Riddle, small package, Ricochet, one, two, three. And then Bedlam breaks out. So Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura. Matt Riddle stood tall because Finn Balor tried to come in, and then essentially you saw Balor get his ass whooped by Riddle. So I liked it. And they gave it a B. What the fuck? These biased people. So Roderick Strong saved Riddle from Kinshasa. And then Riddle rocked him with a kick, and then Finn Balor came in, gave him a double stomp. Riddle gets up, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was pretty cool. The tag team match between the Revival and Undisputed. This is like fantasy warfare going back and forth with these, you know, matches. And I thought it was so cool. You uh, very back and forth between the Revival, Dash and Dawson versus O'Reilly and Fish. And I think that this match was so cool. It was so back and forth, and it was so much excitement and energy in the match. They hit Shatter Machine, and then if it wasn't for Fish pulling off of O'Reilly, it would have been a three, but, you know, who's telling? And then you hear Dawson say, kiss my ass. And then he kicked him, and he was kissing. So, um, pretty long match, but it was pretty cool. Uh, they set up for a doomsday device. It didn't go through. Uh, and then Undisputed Era got the pen, you know, the high-low kick. So I like that. That was pretty cool. Now, Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Um, interesting, you know, match. Dakota Kai gave it her all, but Kaylee Ray essentially won. Is not that great of a match. Um, it was a good back and forth, but um, yeah, whatever. So Carmella came out, Dana Brooke, Andy Rose, Sonya Deville. So all these stars started pouring in, and this is why I say the women's divisions are a bit more interesting than AEW ever could be, as far as women's division. I'm not saying they're not diverse. I'm saying interest-wise, women in the NXT universe and SmackDown and, and Raw, they're there. They're there, and they perform, and they entertain. There is a distinction of great women's wrestling right there. Guys came, Tegan Knox. Good Lord. Um, well, then Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai were face-to-face. And then Io got kicked in the gut. So this was pretty badass. One, you know, Japanese workers in the middle of the ring. Pretty cool, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah. And then Nikki Cross came out with a trash can lid. And um, let's just say she took out the trash and basically made every single woman that got involved NXT, SmackDown Live, Monday Night Raw. Didn't matter. She was going to smack you upside the head, which is pretty badass. Now, Angel Fishes. The War Raiders, or actually the Viking Raiders. I'm sorry, I still call them War Raiders. 
they faced Cutler and Blake from the Forgotten Sons. I, you know what? As many cool spots as Snatch had, pretty badass. I loved every second of it. That's Yes, I was flipping back and forth between AEW and that. They gave that match a B minus. It's dumb shit. It was a decent fucking match. They're supposed to dominate. Because look at the size. Look at the size of the Forgotten Sons. Jackson Riker got ejected from the match. So, you know, justice be justice, as I say. Um, Adam Cole versus Donovan Dijakovic. I yeah, I'm sorry, but I this is the match I kinda of fell asleep. Um So Dijakovic Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So the Ozzy knee basically gave out. Okay. So Adam Cole hit him with a briefcase and head took advantage, and now they have. I'm reading your question, sir. So McIntyre is here with a Claymore kick after the match. I believe that this NXT, by far, I'm not saying Raw was chaos at the end, wasn't that, but there was chaos the whole night, which is, as a fan, I am a fan of complete and utter chaos when it showcases itself in a WWE ring. Now, you're going to ask me, what is the subtle difference between this show and AEW Dynamite? Both shows were, you know, pumping it full of action. They're giving the audience whatever the audience wanted to see. Which, you know, sometimes wrestling really doesn't fucking do that, and sometimes it does. But tonight's showing of AEW Dynamite versus NXT. If I compare notes, um, the first note I'm going to pull up is the women's division. It's much stronger in WWE. There's a semblance of good athletes, people that can entertain. I'm not saying they can't entertain over yonder in AEW. But eventually, folks, you're going to have to see a showcase of women's wrestling. It's a bit old school, don't you think, not to showcase them, except for Britt Baker and Haruka Shida. One question to you all is, how many Shidas do you know? In professional wrestling, the answer is several. Name is not the issue. The match was okay. Some of you may fight me on that, but um, a twelve-man battle royal. Again, what what are you trying to say? We don't know how to showcase our talent, so we use a battle royal. I mean, Billy Gunn, we know. Other people in that battle royal, Orange Cassidy. He looks like a cool dude. No. If you watch NXT UK, there's a tag team with Flash Morgan Webster. He wears the same exact fucking shade. Is not that, I mean, the gimmick where he puts the, the hands in the pocket, that's something completely different and something completely new and Orange Cassidy has cred and Flash Morgan Webster no one fucking knows and King messed up by saying Flash Gordon instead of Flash 
Morgan Webster. The point is, one of these days, people are going to be like, I'm tired of AEW. I want to go back to WWE. And I don't know what the network. I'll just watch YouTube matches. I give people credit for sticking with either or because it's a chore reporting Monday Night Raw. And I feel like AEW is a chore reporting sometimes because half the things that happen here, like, oh, they're giving opportunities to other guys like Scorpio Sky. Cool. A little bit of the bubbly, a.k.a. Chris Jericho, awesome Star Wars fan, gave idealism that they're going to spread it around. So, does that mean you're going to retain the championship until opportunity presents itself because you're gauging the crowd? So, no. Have I been a fan of Cody Rhodes? I don't mind Cody. Cody's really nice. I met him maybe on more than one occasion. And there was an extra backstage and he seemed pretty nice. I met him, you know, at a Ring of Honor meet and greet. Line was really backed up. Anyway, long story short, um, I'm not sure what to make of AEW, and I've watched them for weeks since October. They've only been around a month. Give them a chance. My brain's thinking, where have I seen this before? Impact Wrestling, <laughs> ECW, WCW. Remind me of any of the fucking old territories. No. But to compare and contrast tonight's show as it went on air, there's tension before war games. There's tension before a lot of things, folks. But the build... Like the take-home show tonight. It was fresh. It was fucking vibing. It was great. I'm going to say bitching because that's so fucking old school. Look, tonight's show on NXT from Full Sail University. Compare and contrast. Contrast was definitely AEW. And they might say I'm crazy. Well... Look at their lack of women's division versus NXT. NXT is weathering the storm and doing their own thing and focusing on their own shit. AEW is too busy utilizing... Oh, I'll use an example. Or actually, I'll use a real-life scenario. Once upon a time, there was a show called AEW Dynamite. To which people were chanting, We the People... At a live house show in Pittsburgh. What does that have anything to do with how they're focusing on WWE? That was bad creative. That was bad writing. Unlike the other company, Chris, that has an invisible wall, I will actually come up there not ignore you, but I will give you the time of day by beating your face in. Seeing as how we don't have a fourth wall. They didn't mention WWE, but they sure as hell fucking referenced them. Is there a problem, you know, flipping off your competition on Twitter? No. It just so happens eventually. Maybe. They entertain the thought that if that company goes out of business in five years, are the same people going to be begging for jobs? No. But there's a lot of things AEW has done thus far that really don't showcase their new talent. They had maybe one or two matches that were not their main roster guys. And that was this. That all occurred within the first two weeks of them being on TV on live air. 
For those who watch AEW, more pops to you. You like old school, in your face. Is there a story being told? Sure. Because, you know, nothing says entertainment like having a death match or every other match that includes chairs, that includes stuff that gets them disqualified. But sometimes they just let it fly because they need, quote, unquote, Ratings. Ratings, if you don't think they're everything in wrestling, guess what? If there's an audience and there's asses in seats, all AEW cares about. Same thing with WWE. If there's asses in seats and there's great production going, voila, you've already won. But <laughs> it makes me cry because Survivor Series the take-home show tonight was just fucking phenomenal. Old NXT, new NXT, an actual set of women matches. It's not like Hunter stealing signs, quite literally, by saying, oh, he's not the Houston Astros, never mind. He's not on the street going, man, that's what they're doing? Okay, cool, we're going to do this at the beat, you know, start of the card. The atmosphere both AEW and WWE. One is electric, the other one I don't know. You take into consideration that AEW and WWE run two hours. But AEW is old school and they you know, this is how, you know, wrestling was beforehand saying, Ladies and gentlemen, this contest is set for one fall. And it has a 26-minute time limit. So now fans are going to be like, oh, we know how long the matches are. That's one thing that I did enjoy was the fact that if I planned the match or if anyone planned the match, there was no fucking announcer sitting there saying, by the way, guys, there's a 16-minute time limit. So you know what your time limit is. You don't need fucking forever in a day to be like, hey, how long are we going to prolong this? It's based off a lot of time. And how is the comparison and contrast to NXT? NXT doesn't need any formal introduction when it comes to this is the structure, this is how things go, and this is the end result. That's just my take on that. As far as tonight's show go, if you look, compare on the card. And no, that's not the button I want. The matches. Darby Allen versus Moxley. Moxley paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero by laying on the fucking buckles. Okay. So, that's weird. You have two winners, the Battle Royal winners. It says, yeah, this week's show we now know in the next week will feature an AEW championship match with Chris Jericho putting the title on the line against Scorpio Sky. A showdown between Dynamite dozen Battle Royal winners, MJF and Adam Hangman Page, and a big-time rematch between Pac and Kenny Omega. I think it shocked the world that they didn't go with predictability, but some fans may say, we don't want to be like WWE where everything is predictable. And let me just tell you, I don't think anything AEW does is structured. Uh, There's shits all over the place. The only like consistent storylines that I have witnessed Chris Jericho and Cody Rhodes is one. Now Scorpio Sky has a shot because they want to give people an equal opportunity for their championship. I don't I mean not a bad thing, but again, 
if you want to talk mainstream professional wrestling, a lot of people now are going to tell you AEW Dynamite has hits and it has its misses. Every show starting out does, correct? I can't get the ratings for tonight, but let me... So, NXT ratings. Yeah, so, <clears throat> oh my god, this review is just so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> you will be watching AEW after what, you know, what they did. To Kofi Kingston, okay. Oh, USA Network NXT climbs in ratings with WWE Invasion Angle finishes nine thousand viewers shy of AEW. And that was November. Seven, so fourteen. AEW Dynamite wins ratings for November thirteenth. Widens the gap between NXT. This week's Dynamite brought in 957,000 viewers and a 0.43 rating in the large in the target 18 to 45 demographic while NXT. Its numbers dropped to 750,000 and a 0.25 rating. Comparison, the two shows were neck and neck a week ago when NXT brought in 813,000. Just 9,000 shy of Dynamites. However, this week NXT didn't feature the same major invasion angle. So, yeah, things are not all there on November 13th, but this is the 20th, so with an invasion angle, so that's that's the formula. You got to have someone invade your company to uh, satisfy the critics, if you will. I think, see, from what I've seen... I would say, you know, both shows put on an entertaining type show. What show wouldn't? But if I compare and contrast, here's what I'm going to fucking tell you. I believe that there's some parts of me that believe that NXT did some damage tonight in a good way. AEW did okay. NJF and Adam Hangman Page are in the right. So, entertainment-wise, we were entertained. I didn't jump out of my seat because I was too tired and I was also very sore. But I can tell you this right now. Jericho... Is anchoring this ship known as AEW. It would sink without him or Cody. And Cody has gotten hurt a few times. But he's up and running again, right? Darby Allen is a fucking nutcase. That's all I have to say. Moxley is even worse. I don't know how Moxley survived that death match of 41 minutes. 41. The women's match. Not really a fan. Don't really care. I did not ever care for Britt Baker when she was in NXT. Made sure she was interesting in the Mae Young Classic, but after that, kind of dropped off the face of the fucking planet. She is competitive. 
but that's you know not what I'm focused on. I'm not focused on someone being competitive during a win, you know, whatever. Using it as a move called you know Mick Foley's move, the mandible claw. She calls it the lockjaw. That's clever. But that's again not what I'm. Tonight show showed a lack of women's division. It showed a story between Jericho and a new dude. And I think that for the first time ever, and say, it's great that they have competition, but eventually fans will start to see why structure is important. They get away with so much shit because their show is TV 14 mature audiences only. Are people really going to stop people? From watching AEW? I don't think so, man. I think AEW, it's good to have them around as far as competitiveness and high morale. Because if not, if you don't have competition, then how the fuck do you expect to succeed in anything? It doesn't drive you. It doesn't motivate you. It doesn't make you want to push them or shove their face underneath a pillow and so they start turning purple, you know. This is always going to be a back-and-forth type battle between AEW and NXT. Tonight, NXT proved to the world that, you know, we can have a decent show. Even if it has to include in an invasion angle. I think it's great that the NXT alumni, you know, showed up tonight. I think it was awesome that Mickey Fox was standing tall inside the ring. All the, you know, it was great. All the NXT alumni showed up. So Dana Brooke, Carmella, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, Kyrie Sane. Kind of neat how things work, right? An open door policy and voila. There's your open door whole bunch of uh, Raw, SmackDown Live superstars. You wanted it, man. So I'm guessing NXT is going to invade SmackDown Live. And I'm also guessing, I could be wrong, but at Survivor Series, could we fucking see at least one or two NXT you know, teams win? Because I know it's a major pay-per-view and it's been around for 32 years plus. But... Um, can we have some different, please, pretty please, with cherries on top? How's it going? What is my uh, most looking for, um, the match I'm most looking forward to? I can already tell you. The North American Championship, the United States Championship, and the Intercontinental Championship. Imagine that. Shinsuke Nakamura... Roderick Strong and AJ Styles. That is a fucking dream match if I ever heard or ever saw one. Also, the triple threat between all the women champions, uh, Bailey, Shayna Baszler, and Becky Lynch. Then, on top of that, on Saturday, you have War Games. You've got Rhea Ripley and her team versus Shayna Baszler and her team. And her team, Shayna Baszler's, has the advantage. Rule of War Games, I would rule out to you, or read out really loud to you, dude, but I am not going to do that. <laughs> I am not. Take a minute. Oh, yeah, I can tell you some of the rules. One member of the other team starts out. And then the only way to defeat your opponent is you have to pin them or submit them. You cannot escape from the cage or else your entire team will lose via disqualification. There. I read the fucking rules. Are you happy? Anyway, that's to the point. So... NXT, comparatively speaking to AEW, I 
saw a majority of it. So sleep, sorry, folks. Been having a bad day. AEW lacks in a few areas, but I know they'll get better. And I also know that if you haven't already done so, this is going to be a break in the for the advertisements. Go to WWE.com. Go under network. If you do not have a valid debit or credit card, you can get a preloaded card at your local Game Stops. Dollar General, 7-Elevens, Best Buys, CVS, Walgreens. And that, folks, allows you to have over hours upon hours of content. Not just WWE now. There's ICW. There's PCW. There's SWA. NWA, AWA, several things you can research on the network. By the way, your first month is free, so that preloaded card is worth $27.99. It's pretty badass. And you get to rewatch all the awesome moments of WrestleMania, ECW, WCW, the Monday Night Wars, all that good jazz. So therefore, folks, tonight, if you listen to the show, you can download me free on iTunes. That's free on iTunes. Help promote the show. What's up, UK? What's up, US of A? Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Canada. All you lovely folks. Italy, Tokyo, Japan, Philippines. How's it going? Mexico City. How's it going? Just in all honesty, folks. I really think AEW has got a long way to go. They did a great job on tonight's show. They had matches, but mm, again, there are certain things that I would fix if I were the one that had part ownership in uh, AEW. Chris Jericho is keeping it afloat. Cody also keeping AEW afloat. Okay, I'm going to say, where in the fuck is the women's division? You've only showcased Britt Baker who couldn't entertain her way out of a fucking bag sometimes. So in other words, expand that women's division. You might get certain people's attention. Or have a match that does not include the same fucking format as WWE. Just a little different circumstance and also different body type or whatever. Point is, just put on a show. And after you put on a show, just be the awesome personas we know you to be, which is entertainment. Or courteous or kind or whatever floats your fucking fancy. Anyways, so that's my thoughts on AEW as a whole. They've got some production issues to fix and uh, NXT that was an interesting ending to say the least, man. A lot of invasion, a lot of chaos. I fucking love it. Nikki Cross standing tall. Matt Riddle standing tall. We'll see who stands tall. On Sunday, right, folks? Go Raiders! Screw those queefs. And, uh, y'all have a good night, day, whatever. Again, do not repeat whatever I say on Off the Rails and Censor because it's not any. Alright, folks. Good night, Toodles. How's it going? The closest person now.